Hello, this is David Dickens, and today we want to talk about taking a pension either as a monthly payment or a lump sum on retirement date. We did this podcast a couple years ago, probably now, but things have changed a lot because inflation is a lot higher and interest rates are a lot higher. So hopefully this has um, good applicability for either you or somebody you know who might be coming up with this uh, decision. So without further ado, let's bring Walter in and get after it. Do you need help protecting your finances as you enter retirement? David Dickens of KC Financial Advisors has got you covered. Welcome to the Cover Your Assets KC podcast. It's another edition of Cover Your Assets KC. Walter Strolls here alongside David Dickens, office in Overland Park, serving the Kansas City and surrounding communities and beyond. No matter where you're listening to today's show, David can help you if you have any questions at all. He's the president and wealth advisor of KC Financial Advisors. And this will be great, David, because I know that you've got a big library of episodes uh, and a lot of them are evergreen, meaning the advice and the guidance, even if you went back to 2018 and listened to some episodes, are still going to be pretty applicable today. But it sounds like today we're kind of uncovering a topic that was from the past that we get to dive into and maybe hear a little bit different uh, suggestion and advice from you today. So that'd be kind of fun to do. Yeah, I'm excited about this. I, this, uh, as most of our <laughs> topics do, came up with a, in a conversation with a client. And I thought, okay, this is probably one we should dust off. Uh, since, as I said in the intro, a couple of big deciding factors are pretty different than they were last time we did this. So hopefully there's something in here for everybody, even if it's not a pension decision, how you think through your financial decisions related to interest rates and inflation. Uh, there may be a, a nugget or two in here that can help you think through a, an issue you've got going that really doesn't even have anything to do with a pension. So I think, I think this should be a, a pretty interesting podcast. Well, let's dive in. The pension question is really a pretty simple one, right, uh, in, in terms of how questions go. Do you want all the money now or do you want it over the traditional, you know, long-term rest of your life kind of payout structure? But to actually arrive at the best answer for the client takes you through several layers and several additional uh, pieces of analysis, right? With, with any of these decisions, there's always more you could think about. But I kind of came up with six different kind of key factors to consider as you're thinking through this. So uh, interest rates, uh, future inflation, taxes, uh, how's your health? How secure is the employer that you're leaving? How financially stable is, is that company? And then do you want an income stream or do you really want an asset that might be able to be passed to future generations? So those are the kind of key factors and we're probably based on your guidance, maybe unpack them one at a time. Oh, I was just going to say that that made for a good podcast. There's your six factors. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll move on Short from that and, and see everybody next week. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should fill in a little bit between the lines. All right. Give us some, give us some color commentary on each of those. So, uh, yeah, break them down. You want to start with interest rates and take them in order? Sure. So let's take them in order. The interest rates actually has two different functions to it. So if you have gotten, if you are looking at a pension, you're getting close to your retirement date and they send you probably annual statements saying, here's how much you get. It's kind of counterintuitive, but as interest rates have risen, the amount you're going to get has fallen. And so I get this question a number of times, which is, well, why does that make sense? And here's why it makes sense. The amount that you are going to get is determined by you know, the amount of income they're trying to replace. Let's say that your pension plan says, we're going to replace 70% of your income for as long as you live. The dollar amount that they would have to set aside now 
to fund that 70% up into your life expectancy. If you're a male, you're 65 in America, the, the tables say that you're going to live to 84. Well, if they can invest that at a lot higher interest rate, well, then they have to have a less, a smaller lump sum to put away today to cover that income stream for you over the next 24 years. So in that light, it's like, oh, uh, people go, oh, I get it. So interest rates act rising actually hurt the amount of my lump sum. Just to kind of put a pin in it, the 10-year treasury in January of 2021 was less than 1%. It yielded less than 1% for 10 years. Today, it's 4.63%. So yes, interest rates are up a lot, and that's going to affect the amount of your lump sum. But the second piece of interest rates is this. Well, back in January of 21, if, if you retired and you took the lump sum and you said, well, I'd like to be kind of secure with this money, maybe I could put it into a bond instead of throwing it into the stock market. Well, back then, your interest rate was going to be, say, 1% or 1.5% on a really good CD or a fixed annuity or something like that. Whereas today, you pop it into something fixed income and you might find a, a CD at 4 or 4.5%. You might find a fixed annuity at 5 or 6% for maybe a five-year period. So you have a lot better fixed income alternative to invest that lump sum in today, even though the lump sum might be lower. So that's kind of the, those are the two things to think about regarding interest rates. Definitely been a big change over the last couple of years, which might cause somebody's uh, direction or answer to that lump sum pension question to change a little bit. But that's not the only thing to consider. Uh, the other big thing, obviously, has been inflation, the, the second item that you mentioned. You know, uh, from 2000, well, the end of the financial crisis, let's just say, to about two years ago, inflation was about 1% a year. It never came up in conversation. Uh, last year, about 9% inflation. That comes up in conversation all the time. Maybe 4% this year. So even though inflation is falling, it's not negative. So if, if it costs you round numbers, if it costs you $100,000 to buy the stuff you wanted two years ago, well, it cost you 109000 this last year. And if inflation is another 4% this year, uh, quick math skills. I don't know. Was that a hundred and maybe one hundred and eleven or one hundred and twelve thousand? Inflation came down, but it didn't erase the nine percent extra cost that you incurred from what happened last year. So most pensions that I know of do not include a cost of living increase. Now your Social Security does. If you're a Missouri teacher, you have a cost of living increase. But Capers, uh, the Kansas retirement plan they don't have and most company plans that i have ever seen do not have any cost of living increase for inflation so the money you get on your retirement date that amount that they say they're going to send you every month well that's going to be the same at age 65 as it is as age 75 as it is at age 85 and we all know with inflation your purchasing power is, is either less or significantly less in the future. So real quick number on that. Rule of 72, which we've talked about on this podcast before, says that if inflation runs at 3% a year, then your expenses are going to double in about 24 years, which also means that the purchasing power of your pension is going to be about half of what it is today in 24 years. So on your 89th birthday in retirement, 
Well, your purchasing power is going to be half of what it is today. That's if inflation averages 3% a year. If it's higher, it's going to be a lot worse. If it's lower, it's going to be better. Well, if we knew what inflation was going to be and we knew how long we were going to live, then a lot of these decisions would be a lot easier. If you have a conviction or at least a strong feeling that inflation is going to be elevated in the future, that can be a really good reason to take that lump sum. Good points across the board so far. So we've got interest rates influencing the decision for pension lump sums, future inflation being a big concern for many as well. Maybe not as many changes in this regard in the last couple of years, but certainly there's been legislation that might impact it. Uh, What about the tax angle here? Has your advice or guidance changed about that over the last couple of years? Yeah, this one really hasn't. And I'm kind of surprised at how many people, when you talk about taking a lump sum, they think, well, I don't want to pay all those taxes. Well, you don't have to. What you do with a with a pension lump sum rollover is they send you a, well, they don't send it to you. You open up an IRA, and that big lump sum gets rolled directly into an IRA, which then remains tax deferred until you take the money out. Uh, I'm going to cover that. Uh, income stream uh, a little bit later in the list, so I won't cover that now. But the monthly income, if you select your pension as a monthly income, then that's just taxable as if it were a paycheck. And you get that every month as long as you live. And maybe after you die and your spouse gets some of that. The monthly income you receive is totally taxable at whatever your taxable rate is in that particular given year. A lump sum rollover, it's only taxable when you take a piece of that money out in any particular year. Big tax difference uh, and a big tax benefit if you choose to, if you're able to defer those withdrawals for longer. Very interesting. Yeah, you would think with maybe the SECURE Act and uh, the CARES Act and all the other things that have happened over the last couple of years that taxes, at least in terms of this conversation, would be a dramatically different thing. But a little bit steady on that front for a little while. At least we've been able to see what's coming down the pike in terms of Yeah, and as we've talked about a number of times on this podcast, nobody knows what tax rates are going to be three, four, five, ten years from now. But they're going to be you, you actually retain flexibility with the lump sum rollover because that money you get on, on a monthly income stream with a pension, well, that just marches forward. And whatever they do to taxes, you don't have any choice between you know, taking more or less this year versus next year um, versus maybe matching them up with charitable uh, contributions that you make. Um, but with the lump sum rollover, it just gives you more flexibility uh, to do some, to make your money do some certain tricks uh, related to tax law that they that it wouldn't otherwise be able to do. Okay, very good. Well, this next one is it as simple as bad health take the take the lump sum, good health take the pension? Uh, how does the uh, fourth element of consideration here, your health, influence the decision? The way that the that the thing is written up, it kind of almost is that simple. If you have good reason to think that you're not going to live long, or well, first of all, you can select your pension in at least five different ways. So you can say, you know what, just pay me as long as I live. You could say, well, my spouse is around and he or she is going to be pretty bummed 
if I die young and the pension goes away. So pay us till the second of us die. So that's just a joint pension. You can do joint with 50% survivorship. So if I die, only give half of what I was getting to my spouse. You can do, I've seen pensions that say, you can take it as a single, but for the first 10 years, if I, if I die after five, I want you to keep paying that to this beneficiary for the next five years. I've seen pensions where you could take a 50% lump sum and with the other, pay me half of the monthly pension that you would otherwise pay. So you do have choices, but if for some reason you think that you might have a shorter than normal lifespan, well, that's certainly a, a consideration as to why you might want to take the lump sum. And if you think you have longevity on your side and you're going to live to mid-90s, well, that's a, a certainly a consideration as to why you might want to take the monthly amount. Ignoring that inflation discussion we had five minutes ago. Uh, but your health is, is one of the factors that you should consider as you're deciding. Do I want to take it single, joint, 50% uh, survivorship, or do the rollover? Great points. All right, we've got two other items to hit here, David. Financially secure in terms of your employer. How financially secure are they? Um, but you're not going to be working anymore if you're taking that lump sum. So why is that such an important piece of the puzzle? Yeah, exactly. But the company that you worked for has a, a big pot of money set aside that hopefully is going to last as long as you and every other pensioner still wants money out of that pot of money. So a long time ago, there was a company in Kansas City called Payless Cashways, and they went belly up. And I have a client who used to work for Payless Cashways. And that client, whose gender shall remain nameless, uh, got, as I recall, they told me they only get 66% of what their employer used to pay them because the employer went belly up and the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation took over that pension plan. Now, the, the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation is actually a federal agency, and supposedly it's not funded with tax dollars. I can tell you that in 2020, it had a net deficit of about $50 billion. And so whether or not in the future, and the, and the trends in that fund are negative. So if you work for a, a company that is on potentially rocky ground, that might be a reason uh, why you would want to take the lump sum and invest that money conservatively or aggressively, whatever it is, but invest that money yourself as opposed to banking on your particularly rocky employer and banking on the fact that Congress is never going to make changes to the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation. Anything like this that's funded with tax revenues is absolutely going to come under scrutiny over the next 5 and 10 and 15 years since Social Security is going to run short of money in the next decade. Medicare is going to run short of money in the next decade. And we're now paying down a $33.7 trillion debt and going up by multiple trillions every year. So, Again, if you work for a totally rock-solid company, then this one of six factors probably doesn't relate to you. But if you're concerned about your employer's future, you would definitely want to throw that decisioning criteria into the mix. 
All right, let's break down this last one here, David. Uh, and this is where I believe you mentioned whether it was more of a preference, whether you want that income stream or some sort of uh, transferable asset. And this gets down to the kind of the heart of what each decision becomes, right? Yeah, and so this is where a, a discussion usually ensues as to how good of a saver and investor this future pensioner has been, or if really a Social Security and a pension is, is what they have, and they're not trying to build a particular net worth or lump sum of money that they're going to leave to the future generation. So the nice thing about the income stream, you just say, you know what, I don't want to worry about it. I want to, I want to be relatively carefree in my retirement. I didn't save a ton of money on the side. I just want a reliable, predictable income stream, a retirement paycheck, if you will, where somebody sends me, my old employer just keeps sending me money every month. And, you know, when I die, it's gone. Or it might, you know, there might be a, a continued income stream for my spouse. But if we happen to die in a car wreck in three years after retiring, uh, okay, low probability, but I'm not going to get worried about it. I just want the reliable income stream. And if that's your personality type, and if it speaks well to the monies, the other monies that you've set aside, well, that's a perfectly fine decision for you to make. The other decision that I've seen relatively often is that the pensioner has been a good saver. They've actually got a pretty sizable 401k built up. And so their plan is to take that lump sum, invest it in their IRA, expecting that neither the IRA nor the lump sum are going to be spent through by the time they die. So when they die and their spouse dies, that remaining lump sum of the pension is actually an asset for future generations. So that's kind of, that's a great strategy if that's the financial situation you find yourself in. And if you're comfortable with taking the money out lumpy. And here's what I mean with that. If you take your pension monthly, then it just comes to you whether you want it or need it or not. And it becomes, you know, it's totally taxable. But let's say that you don't actually need that money. You've got a couple of nice social securities from you and your spouse. Um, and that covers a lot of what you need to spend on. So you'd like to take money out of that rollover combined with your 401k rollover. So your pension rollover gets put into the same IRA a lot of times as your 401k rollover. And then you want to say, well, you know, this year I'm going to take out 30 grand. Next year, I'm not going to take out anything. I'm just going to let it all roll forward and keep earning. The next year, oh gosh, we got to, you know, we want to do this and that and the other, maybe with grandkids or a big trip or 50th wedding anniversary. And you say, well, we can have 50 grand taken out. And the plan there is to take the money out when you need it, not every month when they're required to send it to you. So unlike the first retiree who says, I want a predictable income stream and I need the predictable income stream. The second retiree says, well, I don't need that predictable income stream. I want to take it out as I need it. Two totally different ways to do retirement. Neither is right or wrong. 
But it's a good thing to think through six months, a year before your, before that piece of paper is slid in front of you saying, how do you want to receive this pension? You want to spend a little bit of time, maybe have a, a pretty detailed plan in front of you. Maybe not, maybe <laughs> either way, but you want to make sure that it's a conscious decision on your part as to whether or not taking the money out lumpy or getting a monthly paycheck in retirement is best suited for you, your spouse if you have one, and for your your family, your heirs going forward. Great decisions uh, ahead for those who are going to be going through these situations. But uh, the good news is if you need help navigating through this, David Dickens and the team can help you make the proper decisions. David, before I tell people how they can get in touch with you, just out of curiosity, when you have these conversations with people in the office, is there a way you can tell us, like, is there a direction people choose most of the time? Uh, what, what tends to make the most sense for people? Are, are most folks going to fall into taking the lump sum as their best option, or is it really a, a pretty good mix? It's a total mix. Okay. I have, the, you know, the total mix even includes, I have clients who said <clears throat> the husband was getting the pension. He goes, you know what? They discussed it, and he decide, they decided, I'm going to take it single, and with some of that extra money, because if you take it single, you get more money. Because the pension, only they know that they only have to cover one life, not two. And so you get more money, and they say, well, with that extra money, we're going to buy a life insurance policy that is going to protect us for the first 10, 12, 15 years of retirement. After which, well, if he lived that long, you don't need the protection anymore, so you drop the life insurance policy at that point. There are a bunch of different ways to go with this decision based on who that couple is or who that individual is and kind of how they're built emotionally and how their financial house looks at that point. So there really isn't a, a standard way. I don't see 80% of people go one way. Probably the 80% that go the one way, which is take the monthly income stream, they likely don't, it's possible that they don't use a financial advisor because the income stream is going to supplement with their social security and that's going to be their life. And that's perfectly fine. Uh, but for people that have done better for themselves, padded their own retirement nest egg, they have that choice to make and that's super good flexibility to have. Good points there, David. Thank you for that and for sharing that perspective. Well, if you'd like to get some assistance making this decision, or like David mentioned at the beginning of the show, making any financial decision that you might be facing, maybe it's not exactly this pension conversation, but this is a great illustration of six key factors that go into making that decision. We could make lists like this for every major financial and retirement planning decision that you've got to make. There's always going to be these kinds of factors involved at then deciding the best path forward. David can help you with that process. It all begins with a simple conversation. And if you'd like to chat to see if you'd be a good fit to work with one another and how David's team might be able to help out, give him a call. You can have a complimentary review of your plan at 913-317-1414 is the number. Or you can go online to coveryourassetskc.com. Coveryourassetskc.com. Dot com. Uh, go there, check out uh, all the stuff that the website has to uh, offer from blogs to past episodes of the show, ways to get in touch, lots of great resources there for you. And we'll link to that in the description of today's show. David, thanks for all the details today. We've got Thanksgiving on the way, my friend. I hope you have just a wonderful Thanksgiving coming up here uh, in just a couple of days. And uh, any fun plans? Are you traveling or sticking around town? 
Oh, we have three handsome grandsons coming to our house for the nice. entire week. And you, we you get are to host. really excited about that. Yeah. And weather's supposed to get a little cooler in Kansas City for Thanksgiving week, but we've had a great ride. Uh, we're ready for a little cool. But that's going to be fun. Never gets old having those guys around. What about you, Walter? That's right. We are going to stick uh, close to, to Colorado, and uh, we've got uh, don't have any family in the area, so we're going to do the old friendsgiving thing, and have uh, oh, we've got fun. some friends that we've met out here who also don't have family nearby. So we're going to host and have some friends over, and uh, just enjoy each other's company on Thanksgiving. So that should be a lot of fun, I think. Sounds fantastic. Yeah, we'll be we'll be doing a lot of traveling in December, so uh, we're 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 not too uh, too too shy to take it easy for uh, the Thanksgiving festivities. Yeah, but sure. you're still going to be here to podcast with me in December, right? Of course, yes. There we go. We always schedule tr- strategically around that. <laughs> hey, and if Perfect. we need to go mobile, we you know we can go mobile, right? So. <laughs> Love it. All right. Thanks, well, happy baby. Thanksgiving to you. And I, I know we, you, me, and all, and our listeners have a lot to be thankful for. So we'll focus on that. And um, I'll look forward to talking to you in a couple of weeks. Sounds like a great plan. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time right back here on Cover Your Assets, KC. Advisory services offered through Creative One Wealth, LLC, an investment advisor. KC Financial Advisors and Creative One Wealth, LLC, are not affiliated. We are an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. The information and opinions contained in this program have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. They are given for informational purposes only and are not a solicitation to buy or sell any of the products mentioned. The information is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. This material has been provided by a licensed insurance professional for informational and educational purposes only and is not endorsed or affiliated with the Social Security Administration or any government agency. It is not intended to provide and should not be relied upon for accounting, legal, tax, or investment advice.